welcome to GoBots, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show, but also the second. Some shows just don't have the best pilot episode, and give it that second chance. Might just weigh your mind. Here, we take that chance for you and let you know our opinion on if a show deserves more than just one shot. I'm Justice, alongside me is my co-pilot Josh. Now, let's get ready for takeoff. Your invite entertainment this week will be... The Adventures of Spin and Marty! I can't continue this bit. I mean, I wasn't going to continue the bit. That sounded like a bad idea. I'm not even sure if it's turned out okay. Oh, it turned out fantastic, I promise. I doubt that. Nope, it looks great. But anyways, yes, the show we will be reviewing this episode is The Adventures of Spin and Marty. From 1955. Hence the dumb voices we did. Which are probably anachronistic. To 1955. I mean, everything's anachronistic, though. To 1955. Please stop. You said you couldn't do it anymore. Just stop. I said I couldn't continue the bit as in like full running. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah. definitely just do it in spots if we want to do it Let's in not just do spots. That. Nah. So the Adventures of Spin and Marty is like a we said, comic book series. Yes. A uh, movie. Two yeah. movies. Yeah. It has the main actor who also was in some Hardy Boy series um, where he played one of the Hardy Boys. What I can tell you is I love the Hardy Boys. Those books are all very formulaic, very predictable, and very good. Yeah, they're they're all pretty good. And also, in those books, just like in real life, the black friend knows his place. <laughs> Look, Hardy Boys are slightly racist. More just than a slightly. little bit. Just yeah, a- definitely, definitely more than slightly. I don't think it's actual overtones of racism. I think it's just like the time of its time yeah like how ollie the character in this show is also racist yeah so if you're wondering why we're doing this we have a reason so we missed the fourth of july episode well we we didn't do july 2nd stuff and you know what i was thinking what's more americana to be fair we had to miss the the fourth of july episode there was no way we were ever going to come up with a show that was more american than gi joe Joe. yeah now a real american hero yeah so what's What's some really good Americana? And you know what I settled on? Baseball. Oh, there he goes, running the third base. We did not watch baseball stuff. Base, what's, what's more American than baseball, though? Disney. Apple pie. Cowboys. Oh. And racism. You know, cowboys are like a distinctly American thing. I mean, they're pretty popular in Argentina because uh, they have the Las Pampas. Mm. But I mean, like, when you think cowboy, you do think like American Wild West most of the time. Cowboys are a distinctly American continent thing. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Like, they're definitely a thing in, like, some of the countries in South America. Yeah, Central America. South America, America. Central America, North America. Besides Canada. No, Canada even has cowboy stuff. Nope. Yeah, no, 100%, dude. Definitely not. Canada just has lumberjacks. Now, but, like... Only ever lumberjacks. 150 years ago, they had cowboys. It's not possible. Bang, bang, bang. No, they were clearly just lumberjacks. And somehow, they were fighting Indians. But that doesn't even make sense, because India is an entire, like, two oceans away. Yeah, man. It's fucking weird. But yeah, so... Can 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 I be honest with you? Sure, go ahead. I don't remember what I was reading, but I was like nine, ten years old, mm-hmm. and it mentioned that they were ambushed by Indians. Yeah. Like, it's used that terminology. I was like, the fuck? I thought we were in California. Yeah, it's fucking weird, man. Like, I'm, I'm making that joke now, but as a nine-year-old, legitimately confused me for a moment. For longer than a moment. Yeah, I can understand that. Anyways, the adventures of Spin and Marty, who I'm going to refer to strictly as Martin. Martin, exactly. In my notes, I normally shorten things, mm-hmm. but I specifically referred to Marty as Martin. This show is just really bad about like respecting individuals' choices for themselves. Yeah, really. So the first episode is entitled The Triple R, which is the name of the ranch. Yeah. It's also in quotation marks, even though it is the, the name, name of the ranch. And yeah. like, you could just be like, oh, well, all the episodes might be in quotation marks. No. They're not. 
Because also the the is not in quotations. It's just triple R's in quotations. Mm-hmm. The title card does have the word episode one, though. Yes. Which made me happy. I, I don't... Other than anime, I don't think I've ever seen a show where the title card had the episode number in it. Besides when sitcoms were doing parodies of old shows. Also, I've watched Bonanza. Bonanza had episode title. Oh, did it? I think the earlier episodes did at least. Or I'm just completely misremembering it. My brain's just like, it's a Western. They slapped a title card around there somewhere. Anyways, the show starts with some music. Not even like what you would consider old West style music. It's just music. Old TV music? Yeah, it's just music. Then we get a pasture of horses. No, actually, we get horses coming down a trail with a tile card. Yes. And then we cut to a man on a horse, except he's not a man. He's a blue-nosed gopher. Well, I'll be a blue-nosed gopher. I don't know what that means. So I legit, I assume it was very much like the phrase, well, I'll eat my hat, something like that, right? The something is so weird or out there that if it's true, I guess I'll do this dumb thing, right? But I see no cause for him to say this at all, by the way. And also when I looked up, well, I'll be a blue-nosed gopher, every reference I found that was talking about it was linked directly back to the show. So him saying, I'll be a blue-nosed gopher is actually in reference to the white stallion. Yeah. Who he then goes and beats. He doesn't beat, he swings a rope at it until it leaves. He hits it. A oh yeah, he definitely times. does. And he doesn't just like hit it with a rope. At one point, he hits it with his hand. Yeah. Like th- this show has a disclaimer on it in the information on Disney Plus. Yeah, it tells you to see the details for an advisory, but then doesn't give an advisory. The advisory is there's animal abuse and old timey racism. Yeah, but it doesn't tell you that. Yeah, that's the, that's a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. So he runs this white stallion off, which I, is fine, I guess. Obviously, they used separate charts of the stallion and him because animal handling wasn't really well done in the 50s. Dude, the first shot where he runs the horse down, like when he's riding his horse down the hill yeah. and comes by the white stallion before he hits it with the rope the first time, that white stallion bucks. And I'm, I'm like, this, sh- this, it was this close to actually hitting him. Yeah. Like, that, that's not camera work. That's not, that no, that, hor- that horse almost knocked that dude off. Yeah, the that horse was just off. like, oh, fuck, there's a guy charging at me. What the fuck? Where's it, his back? It turned its back to him and kicked with its back legs. And it came so close to knocking this oh, dude yeah. off his horse. It also seemed like it tried to kick him at one point when he was chasing it away from the others. Yeah. But oh, anyways. That's that's the, that's the other thing. So the warning is for animal abuse because he actually does hit this horse. For old-timey oh, racism. Which, like, is just them referring to Native Americans as Indians. And, and talking about them in a not great light. Yeah, talking about them in a derogatory manner. Mm-hmm. And then also horse penis. Yeah. Big, big old horse penis. Yep. That's what the disclaimer's for. Yeah. I have to assume. I would assume, yeah. So then this man, Frank, who we learn, is his name. No, this is Ollie. What the fuck is Frank? Oh, yeah, I remember who Frank is. Yeah, so Ollie, this guy whose name we learned in a brief moment, takes these horses back to the ranch. Yelling, it's summertime. They're all here now. Yeah, so get along, all that shit. And he, get along, back to the pasture with ya. Except he definitely doesn't put them in a pasture. He puts them in a very small enclosed area. A very very small, very enclosed paddock. Yeah, like probably I'd say 15 to 20 horses in an area that's probably about the size of my living room and kitchen combined. Honestly, not enough room for the horses. God, no. And they're all just milling about in a circle because they have nowhere else to go. And then a bunch of boys show up. Like way too many boys, especially since no one is making milkshakes. No one's making milkshakes. Why are all these boys in the yard? I don't know, but there's a fuck ton of them. And they're crowding around the horse paddock, obviously. And you know what? Their life is better than mine. Damn right, it's better than mine. I mean, they're going to equivocally a summer camp. Yeah. I've never done that. A summer camp where you get a bond with a horse and, like, become friends with a specific horse? I'm not a horse girl, but I could be a horse girl for a summer. I mean, if we want to explore my dark history, I was basically a horse girl for, like, ages 8 to 12. Strictly when it came to books, but I was like, a book about a horse i'll fucking read it how is this a side of you i don't know (laughs) 
I just read all kinds of books that had horses on the cover. We like, we lived uh. we lived together during that time period. Yeah. What like the you... entire Black Beauty book series, read them all. Did you just hide this from everybody? No, I just actively read them. I mean, I know my memory is garbage, <laughs> but like this feels like Nah, I was just I picked up books and I would read. Honestly, it's probably because most horse books weren't very long, so I'd finish them really fucking quickly. I just I didn't realize you were a horse girl. Look, I think it came from reading like the Babysitter Club books and like the Boxcar Children books and the Judy Bloom books. And... I did read the Judy Bloom books as well. Yeah, like you gave me a book series and I would fucking read it. What was that book about those kids who like discovered a genie and like? I don't remember, but I did read that one too. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. those ones were actually okay. Look, I, I just also they didn't discover a genie. They were part gin and had like powers, if I remember correctly, and they were activated by like their own specific words. Because I think their uncle's like activation word was "critiop," like the top line of a keyboard. You wanted a word you wouldn't accidentally say in like your sleep or something. Hmm. The books were really good. Mm. Magic Treehouse. Honestly, never a huge fan. And those books really? had ho- and those books had horses on the cover sometimes, and I didn't read them. Really, not a fan of Magic Treehouse. I was not. I uh, I think they really reminded me of, like the I don't remember the name of it, but a bunch of kids like. Almost Narnia ask there the door in like the, one of their friends' basements like led to a different world. Oh, that's the one I was talking about. With the kids that were genies. Oh, that one. I was thinking of a different book where kids are part genie. Oh. Um, it's like something Drune. Yeah, the Drune yeah. series. I didn't like the Drune series. Mm. Partially, probably because my first grade teacher had a book where we had to read it out loud, and she started that series. Did not start with book one. That's started with like book eleven. That's so rude. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So I was like, oh, and I tried to read more. Like I tried to start with the beginning. I was just like this book series isn't good never mind it's ruined for me see god we're so far off but <laughs> yeah the reason i love magic treehouse is because like first the books were actually good and like had like hard science and hard history like yeah but, yeah like, no it had like some good science and i read a few and the ones i read were generally just about topics i found interesting i did not care about the brothers the really cool part about magic treehouse though is like it's a very meta series where like yeah it's about how books take you to other worlds yeah, yeah. in a book where people go to other worlds via look <clears throat> i think magic treehouse my brain immediately pops up the visual image of the more you know <laughs> seriously like i think magic Treehouse. my book my brain goes the more you know like the i don't know why it does god yeah um anyways and then i guarantee you another reason why i don't like the like, drune series thing is at the time other people were reading those i was reading the lion the witch in the wardrobe and i was like they're very much the same premise one is neater yeah, but also, one has a talking mouse, and I love the fucking Redwall books. Yeah, but also, one is much less Christian overtones. I was a child. I didn't give a shit about Christian overtones. Santa wasn't real. Neither was God. Nah, dude. Uh, Don Shredder, like that. The Voyage of Don Shredder was dope. Yeah, Voyage of Don Shredder yeah. is so good. Anyways, horses. Well, anyways, a bunch of kids arrive at a horse farm. Yeah, so they're all just crowded on the pack, and they're like, wow, I want to ride that horse. I like that horse. I'm going to get that horse. And, and then, in between, we're getting cuts to like three or four different kids. Kids like being introduced, and their parents all being like talking to them, like wishing them goodbye, or trying to talk to the director of the ranch, uh, something Logan. So Spin is one of the first characters we meet. Yeah. And he's like obviously like cowboy kid and like he's definitely older than the rest of the kids as he's well. got a cowboy hat and most of the kids have cowboy hats well he yeah but he has the uh button-up shirt mm-hmm. with the sleeves rolled up a bit actually has a bu- buckle going on with it uh so i think he actually has some cowboy boots i don't think any of the other kids do yeah so he he's definitely a cowboy kid yeah and then we get introduced to this kid who's saying goodbye to his parents and he is frederick he he is i find wild animals and, and keep them in my house kid that uh, yeah that, that one's not frederick frederick is i look like richie rich his his I, hair is like pasted down. He has the glasses. He's wearing like a blazer. He, uh, Honestly, I think the one I you're talking about. 
I thought he was Martin. I, I thought so as well, yeah. Because I was like, oh, yeah, because Martin's the misfit. He doesn't fit in with all these kids who, like... Yeah, but so, then his mother calls him Frederick. So it's Frederick. like... Frederick. Yes. And that name is why is the real reason why we're not doing 1950s, 1930s, 40s, 50s radio person voices. Yeah, we can't we can't hit that name that we tried. Try saying Frederick. 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 Not Frederick. Try saying Frederick while speaking in a radio voice. It doesn't work. Yeah. I believe I find Random Animals Boy is Biff. Oh, Biff. That's right. Biff Tannen, he's in the show. Yeah, and so I assume something really bad happens here because Biff becomes an asshole later, as we learn. But like, he doesn't seem like an asshole yet, you know? Does that fit the timeline? God, no. Wait. Biff is... I think this... He goes back to... Does he go back to 1965 or 1955? And he goes back to the 50s, so he goes back to 55, so no. Okay, so Because this show... It also takes place in 1955, assumedly. Okay, so it doesn't fit the timeline. Yeah. Because it goes from the 80s to the 55 to 2015, 30 year periods. Yeah, yeah. 55, 85, 2015. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Well, that's not true, though. He goes back even further because. Yeah, yeah. He goes back to 1885? Yeah, because of Back Back to the the Future Future 3, which is the best movie in the trilogy. Back to the Future 3 is fucking great. It's so good. Also, it also has cowboys and horses. So, while they're all talking about the horses, Spin points out the one that he had last year, because Spin's been here before. Spin's the only returning camper. Apparently, yeah. Which, Which is... doesn't speak well for the camp. Yeah, like, that's weird. If Especially you're... when we learned that the camp had, like, 40 kids last year. And they've and got, like... One returning camper, supposedly. And they probably have, like, less than 20 kids this year. Yeah. Yeah. This camp is failing. Miserably. Yeah. <laughs> this camp... <laughs> it has no retention. They, they hired a new counselor this year. Yeah. And I don't know how they afforded it, because... Um, I'm gonna go with the fact that the real reason Logan has Martin stay, as we'll learn later, he's just gonna fuck some money. That's my assumption. No, because if that was the case, would Logan have been arguing with Perkins? Yeah, definitely. Like, would he have been arguing with Perkins, being like, "No, you can't stay." If if Perkins was like, "He's Perkins," yes, just because like, their plan was to hide Martin and ransom him back at the end of summer. <laughs> That's an entirely different show. You're, <laughs> you're you're thinking of an entirely different show. I don't fucking know. But anyways, Spin's pointing out the horse that he had last year, and the other ones are like, yeah, whatever. The horse's name is Sailor. Yeah, and he's like, prove it. So he starts calling for Sailor, and then he jumps on the horse, bareback, and rides it around. Yeah, because one of the kids goes, you ever ride it bareback? Says it like that, and that's just weird phrasing nowadays i don't know if it was for the 50s the, the tone was even weird he's like do you ever ride it bareback yeah like maybe that wasn't a euphemism in the 50s but it is now and it did not age well it did not age well you know that's that's the thing about old shows hardly ever age well <laughs> yeah so he's riding around on the back of Sailor, and Mr. Logan sees him, yells at Ollie to get him off that horse, get him out of that pen. Yeah, because uh, one of the mothers sees it. Frederick's mother actually sees yeah. it. Yeah. And freaks out. She's like, I hope you won't let my Frederick do anything. Like he's, he's, he's never ridden a horse before. <laughs> he's never even been around a horse before. Yeah. And so Ollie gets on a horse, pulls Spin off, and Spin yells like he's going to struggle and then the moment ollie touches him he just goes well i guess that's it and let's go of the horse and just gets pulled over onto the other saddle it's the most like instant give up ever he's just like oh yeah and then ollie's like i thought you were going to reform school this summer which i wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a serious thing yet but then we learn he's repeating from last year like he's here again On so it- he knows the guy so i assume it's meant to be a joke I apologize in advance, but honestly, the way Spin goes from, like, he's going to get put up a fight to not putting up a fight is, like, how Serpentico's face dropped when he realized he wasn't facing Christian Cage in a match and said it was Luchasaurus. Yeah, like, he was just I, like, I actually know what you're talking about. For he one. was just like, I have a chance against Christian. No, you don't, Serpentico. And then they're like, not against me. It's against Luchasaurus. And Serpentico's like, oh. Well, I'm fucked. Why, why am I even here? Yeah. 
So they get spinning off the horse. The parents all leave, and we see the kids in the cabin getting their stuff all sorted and everything. Just hold on. My favorite one of these parents like goodbye yeah. scenes is Biff because he's like, maybe I'll even find a snake this time. Yeah, and his mother just looks like ashen and like, and, please God no. And like his mother goes to hug him, and his father just shoves Biff out. Yeah. He's like, go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good because because this entire time he's been giving instructions to his mother how to take care of his like turtle, his mice. His other animals that I was paying attention and to. His mom goes to give him a hug, and his dad just stiff arms. Like, yeah, he's like, no. Yeah, it's great. So then the kids are all in the cabin. They're kind of just chatting around, not really doing much. <laughs> they're trying to figure out what the three R's are in triple R, and one of them makes a joke that it's reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah, two of those start with R's. Yep, definitely. No, reading, arithmetic start with R's. So does writing. He specifically says arithmetic, and he says writing, which if you put an apostrophe at the front and the end it's also spelled with an r fair point yeah it's all about dialect and language yep fair point they all they we think that's why we have the quotations oh because there's some in the other r's he's right it is reading and and they're all gonna be really disappointed when they never get to ride a horse um we then get so mr logan has 40 horses in the field when he gets back to the paddock he has 35 how many horses is he missing dude i was so confused i was like like yeah okay he has to have 40 horses he had 40 kids last year they each got their own horse what are you going on about <laughs> what is <laughs> mr logan had 40 you. campers so... he has one returning how many did he not retain <laughs> what is his retention loss percentage <laughs> fuck so for your next creative writing assignment talk about how triple r is the best place Please. For the next creative writing assignment, tell us what the three R's and triple R is. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So we then get a scene where all the kids are telling each other what their names are, introducing yeah. themselves, and we get Spin and Biff. Biff. And somebody else, and then I'm tired. Yeah, we Which, don't get his. We don't get his actual name mm-hmm. in either of these episodes. Which you know what? You want know to definitely tired. That, that joke, joke, even in the fifties, even in nineteen fifty-five, even sixty-seven years ago, that joke was tired. Mm-hmm. Dads, dads out there, you need to get you need to get new material. Yeah, a nine-year-old was making your joke in nineteen fifty-five. Yeah, which I'm not sure if I'm right, but it looked like the kid who played Opie in the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, and all these kids have their own like quirks and personalities mm. and the kid that looks like opie is i don't want to call him lazy but he's unmotivated and thinks he thinks he, he's funny and thinks he's funny there yeah. we go he wants to read comic books and lay in bed yep. and honestly what better way is there to spend a summer oh yeah definitely so then they're all like cool we're all here and then spin has to point out well no the kid above tired. i'm tired is um not here and tired's like oh you mean marty, marty? no he's i'm pretty sure he says marty the first time they say martin okay. the very first time martin markham Markham, yeah. Martin Markham. And then they go on about Marty Markham and how he's a weirdo. And The guess. They don't entirely know. Yeah. And then Spin's like, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll see him when he gets here. Now, if you don't mind, I gotta go see a burrow about a ride. And again, I didn't know if that was a euphemism or anything. It sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. I gotta go see a burrow about a ride. So then we see a pretty nice car. It's a limo. Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Driving towards Triple R. There's two middle-aged men in the front. And one young child in the back. Sitting in the middle of the back. No seatbelt. Because Suit, it's 1955. Yeah. Suit, hat, legs crossed. And he's like, we're running late because you made us stop and buy those ridiculous clothes. And so the guy who's not driving turns around and goes, well, I thought those jeans would be more practical. You know, I didn't realize this until just now, but they really do affect like British men 
mannerisms. Yes, and Perkins is meant to be British. He has a bad British accent. Oh, does he? Yeah, he has basically what I just approximated, which wasn't good. He, I didn't even notice. Yeah. I mean, I I did think both Martin, Brooke and Blair from No Rules Barred yeah, were, I know. were, I know you were British until... Um, mm-hmm. Martin affects British mannerisms, like high society British mannerisms that for some reason were super popular in like the 50s and 60s in television as like, well, because a very wealthy person. Mm-hmm. And Perkins is meant to be his British butler. That's how you know Americans were wealthy in that time when they had the British doing stuff for them. Mm, okay. Anyways. If you dial back a few more years, it's different people. The <laughs> 50s though, it was British people because you didn't want anyone not white around you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Saying the quiet bits out loud, Justice. I'm not wrong. Like, think about it. Like, that, that seems to be how it fucking went. And it's fucked up, bro. So anyways, Limo's driving around these country roads going on, on its way to Triple R, and they almost drive straight into a donkey carrying three children. Spanning two other children. I feel really fucking bad for that donkey, especially because you can tell the third kid, he's like barely hanging off the back end of the donkey. That donkey deserves a raise. Honestly, if this is how all donkeys are treated, I understand Eeyore's extreme depression. Yes. Also, I gotta see a burrow about a ride? Not a euphemism. Nope. He had to see a burrow about a ride. Yeah. So, the car stops before they hit the donkey, and Martin- Editor's note. Burrow means donkey in Spanish. Yes. Burrito means little donkey in Spanish. That's right. You're always eating a little donkey whenever you get a burrito. I think it's because burritos are like, you could pack a bunch of stuff in them. I I would assume, yeah. Like, it was like, you pack stuff on donkeys, so this is a little donkey. I guess. I don't fucking know. I think that's like the etymology of- It would make sense, honestly. Anyways, though, Martin gets out of the car and proceeds to berate these people for being in his way and almost causing his grandmother's car to crash. Okay, so I don't want to be a dick and pedestrians have right away at all times. Fuck you. But they did know for a fact that they were still missing one kid who was supposed to be coming and they actively rolled this donkey down the one entrance into the camp. And like they have all that like pasture and actual like land be- around yeah. the camp. They decided to ride it in the middle of the road for no reason. Like it's their fault. It's Spin and the boys' mm-hmm. fault. Plus, you know, because he didn't have a seatbelt, like Martin's pretty much annoyed because he did fly forwards and fall into the uh Front two seats. Well, he fell into the seat well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. In the back seat. Yeah. And his hat was knocked aside. And they make like weird faces when they first see him. I think there's an underbreath comment about like the way he looks or his car or some shit like that. Yeah. So like, understandably irritated, he's still rich and probably deserves the guillotine even if he is only like eight. I think he's actually like 12, but either way. I love how you're talking about guillotining an eight-year-old. No, 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 no. He'd be like 75 now. (laughs) Okay, and that's literally the end of episode one. Yeah. Literally the end. So what do you think of the show, Justice? Based on episode one, what do you think? I'm not a huge fan of it. Like, really not. It's not bad. It's not good. It exists. Um, honestly, it felt like very few people were acting and like the rest of it was just actively capturing camera footage of people, of young children at a camp where they get a red horses. Can I tell you what this felt like to me? Sure. So, because... Medical care is expensive in the United States. I haven't been to the doctors, like, just for a checkup in. Yeah, obviously. But, like, this feels like the type of show that would be playing on on the TV in the doctor's office at, like, 9 in the morning while you're waiting to, to get your to go to your appointment. 
the other option is House Hunters International. No, because I'm talking about like, t- because they don't have cable. They just have antenna back when that was a thing. I-, I know. The other option is House Hunters International. Every time I went to a doctor's office, House Hunters International was on one of the televisions. Never just normal House Hunters, always international, which was always somehow worse. But yeah, this feels like a show that you would see when you're waiting for an appointment. Like, yeah, I don't. Definitely. Like, it-, it would just be on and you'd be like, what the fuck am I and watching? Not even like a good show you'd see during that time. Because like, I- at least the Andy Griffith show or Mayberry PD, as I've seen it listed before can be moderately okay depending Wait, on the time is it the andy griffith show not the name of the show i don't believe it started off as that i believe it started off as mayberry pd and then became the andy griffith show i that's wild to me sorry mayberry rfd no it's a spin-off rfd is a spin-off okay never mind oh so after andy griffith left the show it ran for three seasons 78 episodes 78 episodes of the andy griffith show without andy griffith no no no. apparently he was and he just took a back seat he apparently showed up on occasion he was sheriff taylor and newlywed wife helen made guest appearances on mayberry rfd until late 1969 so he was in the first season and a half season two seasons yeah yeah he was an executive producer on the show though yep i i I know we were reviewing the adventures of spin and martin but this is more interesting to me somehow rfd stands for rural free delivery yeah that sounds right Huh. The show was canceled in 1971 during the CBS Rural Purge, which was a series of cancellations in the early 1970s of popular rural-themed shows with demographically skewed audiences. This included Mayberry RFD, the, the, the Beverly Hillbillies, and Green Acres. God, Green Acres is so good. Agreed. Gee, that's wild. I Yeah, you're, you're not wrong, man. It's like really fucking weird. We just fell down a hole by accident, but that's wild, dude. I yeah, I don't I don't love the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. But like I've never ever in my mind thought about changing the channel when the Andy Griffith show starts. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Andy Griffith show. I'll sit here and watch Yeah, same. Like that wasn't necessarily true for like Beverly Hillbillies. I when I was a child I loved Beverly Hillbillies. It was It was like one of my favorite shows when I was like sub eight years old. I mean it was alright. I was never a huge fan of it. But Green Acres I accidentally found one night because we my radio that I had used to have yeah. used to have TV channels. Yes. And I found it on there and then watched it on PBS because it was, run, it was reruns. Nice. Good show. Yeah. Very good show. But anyways. <laughs> so episode two i have the title here uh, the, the misfit. misfit yep the misfit and we open back up with ollie again okay so the way this just opens back up other than the title card and like this the scene of people coming down a lane on horsebacks and wagons yeah um the opening here the horses are lined up against the fence of the paddock just like how it, it just the, the it opening just it, it feels like this is a 25 episode season yes it kind of feels like they just shot this all in like a week-long period and then made it made a movie and then cut the movie into episodes i I can see it. 25 episodes at about 12 to 13 minutes a piece. Be a really fucking long movie. That's like four and a half hours. Yeah, who knows? But anyways, it opens back did up. You, did you hear Avatar 2 is supposed to be four hours long? I don't give a fuck with what James Cameron's doing, man. I don't know if James Cameron understands that the only reason Avatar was successful was because it looked really pretty at the time. Yeah. I, I don't think Avatar 2, the sci-fi sequel to Dances with Wolves is going to do as well oh god no okay sorry i just speaking of dances with wolves though we ollie talking to the horses in the paddock i was this is actually a great segue because ollie is talking to the horses and he's like you got a bunch of kids you're gonna have to deal with soon could be worse though could be indians digging their hills into you and then he also says well i'll be a blue-nosed gopher yeah because he has to say it in every episode it's he's, his catchphrase he's contractually obligated yep so mr logan comes out he's the proprietor of the triple r yes he's talking to bill and he's like 
well, Bill's like, all the kids are here. They're all settling in pretty well. Yes, Bill is a person who was introduced last episode, last episode briefly. He is going to be the counselor for the cabin that Spade and Martin will be in. Yeah, yeah. and Mr. Logan's like, well, not all the kids. There's still one. I wanted to talk to you about him, but I'm not too familiar with him myself. Marty Markham. Which, his name is Martin. Yeah, like, like don't just immediately call someone by a nickname just because their name can be made into a nickname. Like, th- this was a wild rude. conversation I had to have with Justice during this episode. Because Justice's name is Justice. There is no nickname for that. People people just call him Justice. Or Justin. <laughs> That's true, too. I guess there is a nickname for that. Yeah, the nickname is just stay in the wrong name. Um, I'll still respond because my name is stupid and I understand your issues. My name is Joshua. I typically go by Josh. It's just faster, easier, and the Owa is unnecessary. Yeah. But, like, when I fill out forms, I put Joshua. Only doctors and medical offices have ever respected that. Everybody else is like, hey, Josh, we're ready for you. Yeah, see, that just that just sounds rude. Why do people do that? It is rude, because if I introduce myself to you as something, you should call me that. Yeah. Which brings me to our next point. Martin is now at the camp. Yes. He has arrived. He and Perkins get out of the car, and they greet Perkins. And then Bill calls him Marty Markham. Because, hi, Marty. Well, first, Logan then shakes Martin's hand and welcomes Martin. He calls him Martin. Mm-hmm. Despite having called him Marty in a private conversation earlier. Yeah. Still a bit rude, but whatever. At least he calls the individual their name. I in mean, their face. When, you're, when you're not talking to somebody, you don't have to show them as much respect. Yeah. Like, when I, when I talk about our friend Chris in private... I can just be like, hey, did you see that, that dick back Snapchatted today? And you know who I'm talking about. You're not wrong. I, I'm joking. I love you, Chris. I'm not. I know who you're, I know who he's talking about because I only Snapchat like two people. <laughs> True facts. But yeah, so he's like, welcome to the camp, Martin. And then Billy comes up and he's like, sorry, Bill. Yeah. I, I don't know why I keep calling him Billy. He feels like a Billy. Maybe it's because he refuses to call Marty Martin. Also, the fact that every grown man I've ever met who's referred to themselves as Billy has been an asshole. Oh, wow, that's true. <laughs> We're kind of just dumb and sleazy. Do you think Billy Bob Thornton's an asshole too? Yeah, he has to be. Never mind. <laughs> I don't even know why I asked. It's <laughs> like don't, like Bills, Wills, Williams, wild variety, whatever you want. But every Billy I've met has either been an asshole or just kind of sleazy. Yeah, we're both. But anyways, Bill introduces himself to Martin and calls Martin Marty. And Martin does as one does in the situation. He goes, my name is Martin. He's not even a dick about it. Like, he's just like, my name the, is Martin. The show is doing so much work to make Martin look like a dick. Yeah. But he's not. He's just like, my name is Martin. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He does, He's not a dick about it. He doesn't he's, He doesn't like make a fuss. He's just like, hey, you said my name wrong. This is my name. Please call me that. Yeah. And Bill goes, well, hasn't anyone ever called you Marty? And Martin says, no. And then Perkins is like, his grandmother um had an issue with nicknames yeah okay and then bill's like okay well marty i'll show you where to put your stuff and like and just continues to ignore martin's preference for name yeah it like martin doesn't correct him again but like as as probably like a 10 12 year old boy how many times can you correct an adult like who is an authority figure in charge of you now like yeah eventually you're pushing your boundaries and like mm-hmm. so perkins goes and unpacks all of martin's bags which he obviously has a lot more than the other kids because that is the classic trope of rich person shows up somewhere or entitled person shows up somewhere oh look at all the bags they have 
Man, they must be so dumb and disconnected from the real world. Who would bring that many bags? Somebody who's actually preparing for... Yeah, someone who's preparing to stay somewhere for a while. Or, you know, is, yeah, actually kind of disconnected from everything else because they live a very different life. It doesn't mean they're an entitled asshole or anything. It just means, yo, they don't necessarily understand the situation as well as you do. They're not prepared to deal with a situation that they don't normally deal with. And so, like, I get Bill here. He, like, starts picking up Martin's bags to take Mm -hmm. him to the cabin. And, like, he picks up as many bags as he physically can. Yeah, he's carrying one bag under his arm, another bag under his other arm, and then he's carrying to others in his hands like legitimately impressive good job mm-hmm. you picked up a lot of bags and martin goes to follow him not picking up any and like he gets mad at martin for not picking yeah. up any bags so he's like aren't you gonna pick up any bags and martin's like you want me to pick up bags and so martin picks up his last two bags and, and leaves like a black leather duffel medicine looking bag and bill's like you're not gonna get that last one which let's let's be clear here the two he picks up are both decent sized like suitcases and the third is a very large duffel that as small as that child is yeah he'd either have to put it in one hand and try to put the smallest briefcase under like one arm which doesn't look like it'll fit well or try to fit that under one arm he cannot carry all of them easily unless he i don't know like grabs the straps from the other one puts them over his shoulders and then picks up the suitcases also this is just a really good example of like the uh, the adult the authority figure here assuming he knows more about the situation than he does because yes. like martin's then like you wouldn't have me take perkins bag to my cabin would you like yeah how does that make sense and Bill's, Bill's like, huh. looks over at Logan and Perkins, who are now talking to, them, to each other. And then he makes a gruff, like, huff noise. Yeah. And walk. He's just a dick. Yeah. This is a camp counselor for children, and he's a dick, although it is the 1950s, so. Mm-hmm. Also, he's a counselor, and we learned later that he actually apparently has training as a counselor. Mm-hmm. Well, like, we learned he has training after a ca- as a counselor after he helps Martin unpack. Yes. And, like, they seem to have, like, BB on, like, good grounds for a little bit. Yeah. And then Martin's just like, look, I don't actually want to be here. I yeah, never asked I, to be here. And for some reason, that pisses Bill off. And he's like, yeah, and he, like Bill like stands up and is like, well, make your make your bunk and get get out of here. Yeah. And like Martin stands up, looks, like, at the, looks at the bunk, looks at his stuff and then sits down in defeat because this is a child who's never made a bunk. He has no idea yeah. how to make a bunk. And he says, maybe he'll just leave. Like Bill knows this kid has never made a bunk. And he's like, he Bill gets Bill is such a petulant little bitch. Yeah. He's also, such like, a petulant child. It's a situation where I can understand like general cohesion on how to make it because the bunk bed is quite taller than him. It's old fashioned bunk bed, so there's no like ladder up to it. So he'd be very much straining to like make the bed that way. Mm-hmm. But no, Bill's just like, no, you do it. Mm-hmm. And walks, and walks off. out. Mm-hmm. And like lets the screen door slam behind him. And then he walks into Logan's office. And where Mr. Logan and Perkins are having a discussion because Perkins is insisting that he is to stay at Triple R. It's his job. For he's the been, duration of the summer he, along with Martin. Yeah, he's been told to accompany Martin the entire summer. And Mr. Logan's like, you can't possibly think I'd allow you to stay. And Perkins is like, I'll work in the kitchen. I'll do whatever. It's my job to do this. If I don't if, stay, I will get fired. Yeah. It will be your fault. And Logan still isn't sure. And then Bill comes in to complain about Martin. I love this because Mr. Logan, we haven't got a lot from him so far. He seems to like actively care about the camp and stuff. Yeah. But, like my favorite part is Bill comes in. He's like, well, if Martin wants to go and Perkins is giving you trouble, we should, I say we should just let him go. And Mr. Logan like immediately goes, Perkins, we can use you in the kitchen. You're yeah. staying. To which Perkins goes, well then, sir, I'll be a good cow poker. Yippee-yay-yay. And leaves. Yes. And then... Bill continues to complain about Martin. And then Logan's telling Bill, like, look, Martin was raised by, like, a stiff 
old straight laced old lady. His he, dad his dad was a shipmate with me when we were serving in the navy. I'm gonna make sure this boy He was my officer. He was my commanding officer in the navy. Yeah. His mother died when he was a year old, which uh Martin's an orphan. We learned this earlier in the episode because yeah, the kids are complaining. There was a scene earlier in the episode where Martin's being introduced to the children. Bill introduces him to the children as Marty because Bill doesn't understand boundaries. Yeah, or just names. before we go to the cabin, he drags Marty over to the kids, introduces him. Martin. He yes. drags Martin over. He drags Martin over, introduces him as Marty, is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. And then Logan sends another uh, ranch hand, I would assume not a counselor, Frank, to take the kids off on a hike where we see them like once in the Frank is the other counselor for the other cabin. Okay, where mm-hmm. we see the other kids complaining complaining about martin at a point yeah so martin gets introduced to these kids i think it's spin it might be biff i think it's biff aren't no you it's ha- not biff it is frederick because frederick's mother kissed all over his face and stuff and he complained about it earlier yeah, and he's like aren't you gonna help your dad with the we get your bags out and martin goes he's not my father he's my butler and they're like oh butler Ooh, look at yeah. you and then frederick again is like well it's nice that you didn't have to deal with all the goodbyes and stuff it's nice that you didn't have to come with your parents because of all, all the, the goodbyes. goodbyes and he starts wiping off lipstick off his face he's mm-hmm. like Yes. This is what my mom did. And Marge is like, well, I wouldn't have to do that. I don't have parents. Yep. And they're all just like, what? And then we get the Bill scene in the cabin, mm-hmm. followed by Bill complaining and followed And then by Logan Mr. explaining like, yo, he's a fucking, like, his parents are dead. His father was my commanding officer. We were bunkmates. He was a good man. Like, all this. And Logan's just like, you'll learn how to deal with him and everything. And Bill just goes, I'll have him straightened out by the end of summer. Like, and he doesn't say, I'll have him straightened out by the end of the summer. He says, I'll have him straightened out by the end of summer. Like, he's an actively a troublemaker or something. When, no, he's just raised with a very different set of etiquette. Honestly, arguably a more refined set of etiquette. So Bill goes looking for Martin, goes back to the camp house where he left Martin. But Martin's not in the camp house. We didn't yeah. hear the car pulling away. Yes. Bill says outside just in time for us to see the car turn down the mm-hmm. drive. And Bill can't find Martin. They don't know. He doesn't yeah. know where he went. He looks around the bar and the pack, everything. And then he runs into Ollie and he's asking if Ollie's seen him and Ollie's just like, look, I'll give you some advice. Do it the easy way. Ring the bell. See if he shows up. Ring the bell for dinner and see if he shows up. But just before this, Ollie was once again abusing that white stallion. Yeah. Which we now know, thanks to this scene, is not one of the horses of the Triple R Ranch. It's a yeah. wild, it's a wild stallion. Mm-hmm. Wild stallions. Yep. Definitely where they got their uh, name from. They watched the show a lot when they were kids. So. And that's Bill's. The the- yeah. Bill's just like whatever and always like you want my advice i wouldn't even worry about him i just let him go yep that's the end of this episode martin's missing bill's a dick and ollie's also a dick yep more of a dick an animal abusing racist who doesn't care about the safety of children truth so this that's the end of episode two you want to go first or should i uh you can go first this time i still think this is like the type of show that's playing at a doctor's office oh yeah definitely perpetually forever nobody is ever Especially like a small town doctor office nobody's ever watching this show on purpose they're like sitting in an office got the sniffles they're going <sighs> blown into a tissue and this is playing in the background this is nobody's actively watching this show you can like half hear it and you kind of zone out and forget about it and then you hear like horse sounds or you're like wait what or you hear somebody say dirty indian yeah and you're like like, wait and you're like wait what did he say why are they playing this in the doctor's office like that seems problematic and then you just forget about it again yeah that's the show this show doesn't exist except in places where people are waiting yeah i'd agree with that yeah i know it's on disney plus and technically somebody is probably like watching the entire series right now 
but no. Which is a weird thing to think. Nobody is, I mean, nobody is actively doing that. And if they are, that's because they're probably like 75, 78 years old. Yeah. And they watched this when they were a kid. I'm like, man, you know what was really great? And they're just jonesing for that black and white. Though, honestly, I, um, that's actually a good thing I can say about the show. The restoration, which they definitely had to do, were really good, actually. Yeah. like It's been updated very well visually. Obviously, this and the sound quality has been fixed up enough as well yeah like the but, only time i had to be like wait what did he say was when he was the first time he said well i'll be a blue-nosed gopher yeah and i was like and the only other that- bad audio part is just like a bad horse sound effect it sounded like the sickest fucking horse ever and then the second horse sound not effect- sick as in cool but sick as in like i'm about to die and then the horse sound and effect- me falling over and dying will start or like five other horses and three will run away and two more will have heart attacks and the, and the sixth one will trip over the first three and die mm-hmm there's an, another horse sound effect right after that, though, that just sounds like the, like, horse sound effect from Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. For a bad horse, yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what this show made me want to do. Maybe we don't want to go listen to the bad horse songs again. Bad horse. Bad horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would not recommend watching this unless you are 75 years or old. If you're, like, 72 or older and watch this show when you were a child. Yeah, that that's, that's that puts you around like five when the show came out. Yeah, like that's the point of time where like you can reasonably watch this. Otherwise, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I'm sure I want to say I'm sure the show gets better because it got like two additional season. Well, two spinoff series. Yeah, a movie, a movie, more adventures of spin and marty and then the new adventures of spin and marty and then a comic book series and then a tooth then a remake movie in the year 2000 like it feels like the show was successful yeah but like what does successful mean when there's no- nothing else on tv to watch look man if you want to watch something about about you know like people very much not in their element out of dude ranch just watch city slickers it's it's a good billy crystal movie do you think spin city is a, is a spinoff of this <laughs> i'm gonna go with no <laughs> I've never watched an episode of Spin City. I'm aware of its existence. And now I have to wonder if that's also a spinoff. It's not a spinoff. It's just an homage. The entire city that they live in in Spin City is actually called Spin City. And it was founded by Spin. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get in contact with us and maybe suggest shows. So we're not accidentally stumbling on shows from 1955 and reviewing those. Uh, you could do that by tweeting us at Copilot's Review or emailing us at copilotsreview at gmail.com. Or you can find links to both of those at our website, copilotsreview.simplecast.com, which also has a link to our YouTube, our Patreon, and our Discord. And our Patreon is, of course, patreon.com backslash copilotsreview, where you can come and give us money and we'll give you other content. More yes. content. You're never losing content from us. We're not taking anything and keeping it away, but we are making more stuff than what you're hearing right now. I am actively stealing content from you. Only content that you would create, though. Any idea that you've had and you're like, man, that was really cool, and then you can't remember it later, like it's just a vague notion, because I stole it from you. Holy shit. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Anyways, though. Thank you for flying with us, and please, fly again soon. I'll let that idea stay in your head. I won't take that one. You can have it. I need to figure out how to protect my brain.